0: Hello. Irony. It's yeah, weird the phone didn't ring for some reason. But anyway, we made
1: it. Yay. Uh, sorry about that. See, I had so many doctor's appointments and stuff that I was rescheduling them. And, um, so happened that when they said <laughs> 2 o'clock, I took it and then only uh, I completely forgot about this one. Then I looked. <laughs> It's a. Anyway. Hey, it worked out this. well for me because okay. things were things really
0: busy at lunchtime. So uh, oh, we are okay. a lot quieter now. I uh, mm. have a couple of small things to finish
1: up before I go on vacation next week. So. Oh, you're going on vacation?
0: Yep. We're going down to Pistol Beach for the week.
1: Okay. Uh, everybody? or just? Uh... Yes, everybody. Except for the dog. Dogs
0: will be with Christine.
1: Oh, Christy will come home and stay. stay. The it's a dog okay. sitting. Yeah. Okay, that works out okay, right? With her children, right? With her daughter. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, how are you how are you doing? I know you've had some a lot of doctor's appointments this
1: week. Yeah, and I have um the main one is uh next Tuesday. Uh, mm. uh, with a nephrologist. So Anyway, I mean, the numbers are going up. I don't know why. I think uh, Laura's theory is birthday
0: celebrations.
1: (laughs) If that's the case, it should come down. So anyway. Yeah,
0: we'll be praying for that.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: Ah, So before we uh, get on to the next chapter, I've been thinking about our last chapter. Uh, which I thought yeah. was some of our best discussions so far, even if we didn't resolve anything. Okay. But I was thinking the, uh, especially this, where we go with this chapter, is that I think um, Angelo's problem is that he's trying to play God with the human race. And, this, um, you know, he, literally he's trying to evolve them into a higher state of being. um uh, and himself sort of along the way and the problem with playing God is not that you uh, it's not so much the good intentions part but the fact is that you have no external standard by which to judge your actions like all Angelo has is kind of his conviction that this is the right thing and as we discussed before the uh, you know, what starts out as probably very helpful and positive uh, gradually becomes sort of an obsession, which leads into crossing all sorts of lines which you step back and say, wait a second, this doesn't feel right anymore. But he doesn't have any frame of reference to step back and make that evaluation because he has set himself up God, basically.
1: or at least his no intentions as the absolute standard. So, but, but almost all, Almost all um, megalomaniacs and dictators uh, work from that assumption.
0: Well, yeah, right? right. Uh, well, sometimes, right? And to be fair, most dictators uh, usually or start from the saying of, you know, not just that I'm doing what's right, but I'm doing what's right for my people.
1: Yeah, Right, it's exactly and what
0: this guy's doing, but to, to, to his credit, he really is. Well, but usually, what happens is, is that there's like an in group that is privileged, and there's an out group that is exploited. In this case, I think it's fair to say that he is, um, uh, I guess we call him a lightning tyrant, and that he really doesn't, uh, you know, seem to be, uh, you know, it's not like he's trying to whip them up into the war against the the people in different houses. Right? He's he's doing the exact opposite. He's trying to get everyone to just get along within these houses.
1: And
0: so it's it's a No,
1: no, no, I mean no, okay. they, they I don't know whether um they want everybody to get along. That's not his idea. It was actually degree if you want to go back. Okay. It was his idea. And everybody who's uh, introducing right. Angel- yeah, no, right. Angelo's.
0: Yeah, well, Angelo, that's what I mean. I'm just including the the whole Angelo project. Yeah. He seems to be trying to get all of humanity to. And, and he has a very specific goal. He wants to avoid another interstellar war that could destroy the human race. Right. Right. And so he's trying to get everyone to learn how to get along.
1: But, you know, anyone who's ever had to babysit two kids
0: knows that that is not always an easy thing
1: to do. Yeah, but but the thing is, uh, again, we go back to the principle of the end justifies the means. Yeah. That's what they use. Right. Yeah.
0: But, but, right. But, but the problem is, of course, is that, you know, it's easy to say, well, that shouldn't be the case. But then, you know, we all have to do things that some people consider unfair, unfair. right? I mean, like every day. I have to make these decisions between my kids when someone gets upset about something or they want to do different things. I have to make an arbitrary choice and say, well, uh, you have a good argument, but you're not going to get what you want because, you know, it's kind of an arbitrary choice and the other child one last time. And it's all sort of like, it's not really fair. It's not really just, but it's close. And it's like, well, but it's kind of necessary to keep the peace, right? I mean, In some sense, it does feel like some ends justify some means, because not all means are really self justified are they? Hello? We consider Abraham Lincoln uh, a hero, even though the Civil War was horrific by almost any standard, but we felt like, you know, that was necessary to preserve the Union. That was... A, a means that was at least um,
1: consistent with the end. Uh, even
0: though
1: I don't know if you can justify it, does it? Yeah, I mean, it happens all the time. It happens all the time, right? And I mean, uh, you know, whatever you want to uh, get, you try to do that. Like a simple example will be, you know, uh, you want to get to church on time, so, mm-hmm. you go past the speed, speed limit. right? You, right. Drive, uh, you didn't plan right. Uh, so, you didn't start right on right on time. So, you try to go past, you're disobeying the law, basically. Right. Well, so, so, I, I so I I I it happens all the time, but that's well, make well, right, well, what makes is it right. Let me ask you this question do, do you think the Civil War was justified? No, not necessarily. Because you know, um, let's say I mean, look at it objectively, okay? So let's what say, that, I'm not sure what, what that means. What would happen? Okay. What would happen? Let, let's uh, let's look at it, you know, from objectively, you know, without saying right or wrong. What would happen if uh, the thirteen, uh, the, the six colonies or whatever, or thirteen colonies became a confederacy? Just they become another country, like just like. Uh, uh, United States became another country from England. Right. The, the so
0: we don't know what
1: would <laughs> happen. We don't know what would have happened because, you know, I was thinking about that earlier today. Uh, we are celebrating 4th of July, it's our Independence Day. What do the uh, British think of it? You know, Pirachiti uh, and think of it. Uh, they said good riddance day, but, you know, they was half joking. Um, but even though at that time there was a lot of life lost and everything else, what happened later on, we went to their rescue for two world wars. Right? In the end, everything came around all right. So everything that's is not... not no, I must, and that's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't do that. So uh, you asked me about a civil war. Was it justified? In some ways, yes, but in some ways, no, we, what would have happened? Suppose there were two countries there, or so not american and yeah. uh, you know southern uh, united States right uh, a yeah. hundred years uh, later, we would have been trading partners, we would have been you know helping each other out. We don't know, So people have would like... have said you know people would have said at that time, you know it was a good thing we didn't fight each other, we just let each other live uh, by ourselves. So, it's difficult to say one was right and one was wrong.
0: Well, I'm so sorry, there, I think you're, you're, you're conflating two things which I think of as, as separate. Of course, one yeah, is, of
1: course. the
0: balance at the end was it a good or bad decision. And, you know, that's a reasonable question to ask. Like, some things turn out well, some things turn out badly. Um, yep. And you can look back and say, references. but at the time, when Lincoln is saying, uh, I think it's important to preserve the union. And therefore, when they fire in Fort Sumter, I guess send several used to foster rebellion. Right? Do you think that, and that, you know, that led directly to the Civil War? Do you think, I mean, was that decision justified? And if so, how? No,
1: so I, I would still say the end does not justify the means. We, we do it all the time. So, what does then?
0: So, then what does justify the means? Does well, anything ever justify any means? Is 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 any? Humanly, it'll justify? be hard.
1: So, hum, humanly, it'll be very hard. Humanly, it'll be very hard.
0: But this is the interesting thing that because because
1: we're not Wednesday, it's like the present sin, Ernie. It's like the present of... Right, I
0: understand that, but, but, but we we uh, we feel the need to say, you know, hey, when Angelo DeNegri's descendants are catching an actual criminal, you know, and they are. Um, you know, giving tips to the police or whatever to, to chase down a bad guy, that feels like a good thing. Right? These people are clearly doing something bad for society, and it's better for society for them to be caught
1: than to let them run around loose. Like, that feels well, like an easy
0: moral statement the, to
1: make. The, no, 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 no. People who are opposed to capital punishment will say it's wrong. Um, well, most of them will say what happens afterwards is
0: wrong. They, very few of them no, will say that, well, there should be no consequences
1: for anyone breaking
0: the law. I mean, but, but, to be fair, there are people who did say that, who make a case that having police at all is a symptom of a functional system. It, right, there's certain things that are, I guess it's one point, like there's a continuum, right? Like if there's someone who is violating all community norms and causing grievous harm and to say, well, you know, we should use some, we should probably stop him from doing that. You know, people would generally agree with that, even if they disagree about what should happen to them afterwards. But there's yeah. all sorts of gray lines, like what is the, uh, the Voltaire line? Or was it George Orwell who said, the, the law in its marvelous equality forbids rich and poor alike from stealing bread and sleeping under bridges. You know, it's like, okay, you know, where is this fair? Where is this just? But you know, yeah. this is the, this is sort of the argument um, in defense of Angela Zenegri up to a point, which is that, well, this is kind of Siler's problem, right? Steiler understands all these things and all these different sides. He can yeah. see that something her- horrible is about to happen to the human race. Yeah. And like this word, and it's like, okay, clearly it's a bad thing if we destroy ourselves completely in a solar war. That seems like a safe statement, right? It's like, okay, so there's this, this, this highly likely potential future thing that would be bad. But anything I do might also be bad. In some level it have negative consequences. Yeah, yeah
1: And right, so the yeah. question
0: is, so so this is where Sylar got stuck. He says, "Well, the end of preventing interstellar war is clearly a good end, but I can't think of any means I feel good enough about
1: and to try and, and stop it." And so, yeah, that's, that's fine, Ernie. That's fine. I mean, that happens all the time you know like to talk oh, yeah, about the, the children and the uh, fighting that they are you know, not getting what they want yes that's true but um sometimes you know we know and we have to apologize for that to ourselves probably and to god right, maybe that. i'll do that and i'm going to confess to god you know this uh, thing right yeah, well, yeah so this, so this because you be know to, to prevent one to prevent one both sin you commit another sin but in your mind yeah, and lesser your, your two evils, yeah. yeah lesser of two evils yeah so you say that right. i didn't do it with an uh, ulterior motive uh, i did it with the best of motives but i still crossed the line somewhere i i right. uh, you know yeah so then you apologize right. to god and go from there yeah. Well, the, the yeah yeah, so
0: the, so the question is 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 that there's uh there's different levels of justification or different ways right. of evaluating actions right one is right. the motive yeah. right yeah. Uh, the second is what you did based on the information available to you right, right? there's one about the long term consequences right where you look back and say, you know okay, that seems like a good idea at the time, but the long term consequences will be disastrous right right, right. and and so the question is that you know, and this is a funny thing because philosophers argue about this all the time, and have mostly you know, there's a few clear-cut cases, but most of the answers are are are, are not very useful. But one interesting way of looking at that I uh, uh, actually this is you know we had some drama trying to get out the door this morning, and I'm still processing that myself. Let's see if I can get Rowan to do a podcast with me about it tomorrow. Is that is looking at okay based on my choices. Who's paying the price, right? Like, for example, if I'm you know uh, dumping sewage in the community uh, swimming pool because I don't want to uh, pay the price, pollution control, I'm getting the benefit of the profit, and other people are paying the consequences, right? That, that happens
1: wrong. all the time. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, that's wrong.
0: Wrong. Yeah. So, so, so one of my defin- so one of my definitions is that the best human act, like the good act is the conscious moral choice to use my own resources to create value for others. And an evil act is using other people's resources to create value for me. So that's kind of a a useful metric for me at least of what counts as good versus bad. It doesn't answer everything, but it gives a few buckets, which are some bright lines. Like, so sacrificing yourself to save other people is a morally good act. Sacrificing other people to save yourself is, at least on the face of it, a morally negative act.
1: Yeah, that's a very extreme example, but I think you should write down what you said before that um, and send it to me because I'll have it. I know exactly what you said Uh, before you said sacrificing oneself. Right,
0: but yeah, yeah, so that is my radical centrist manifesto. I'll send you a copy or put it in the show notes or whatever. But here's the interesting Hmm. thing so for me, the, there's uh, the interesting way to look at it. And the, the point is, is that, you know, I actually agree with you is that when you actually try to wrestle this out, there are so many things you don't know that at some level we all need grace and forgiveness. Right? And that's kind Open of what we've been mouth. talking about
1: yeah. ourselves. Right.
0: And in this right. world, you know, this, this constructed universe, there's no, uh, we talked about, you know, is there any sense of God or whatever. And maybe this is a good point to go into this chapter, because it does deal with that question, sort of.
1: Uh, okay. All right. So, right. so just to, I know we did the philosophical part, but what actually happened uh, in the last chapter was, mm-hmm. you know, it talked about Kendall Glenn and uh, what happened to him, and mm-hmm. then Glenda was his daughter, and then... Um, Somebody's fighting uh, Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> no, just some
0: random dogs barking. Quinn's being very calm at the moment.
1: Good okay. For so, and uh, he, uh, um, whoever this guy is at this particular time, They uh, were calling him
0: Winton.
1: Yeah, yeah. W- Winton, probably Winton. and he is trying to uh, go to the comp room and have everybody come there. He's trying to explain to them uh, what he's going to do. And he doesn't completely do that, but basically what he's trying to do, he wants to go to Wing 5, uh, right, yeah. Wing 5, uh, and, and show he, what's happening there, yeah, and uh, see, uh, see what's happening, so he's arming himself, and, and things like that, okay. So, um, he gets there to...
0: Um, Teleportation tube
1: thing, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's where that's where oh well, yeah this is an interesting chapter so and
0: yeah a lot of ans- a lot of questions get answered here and new ones get raised yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um of course this guy describes a lot of things um in detail which <laughs> uh, so you should write i suppose so he he walks through one area to another and in the, when he's walking through you know he talks about his thoughts
0: and
1: then and talks about Glenda and things like that so um, it, it really bothers me that he's going one way and then he was talking about something else anyway um, then he hears a chord first I read it as a chord and what's a chord <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a That's the problem with science yeah. fiction. You never know. When something normal shows up, it's, it's <laughs> disconcerting.
1: Yeah. So it's so, short, but then, then the guy's playing a piano, who thinks he's uh, the devil, basically, right?
0: Right. So basically, there's a priest. So the, the bottom level where all the funerals are is what they call the chapel. And every floor is like yeah. a different room, the living room, uh, whatever. Yeah. and so the bottom level is the chapel and that's where funerals are held. And there's this guy who's basically mm-hmm. and so what we find out is that you know level five, a uh, wing five has been cut off from the rest of humanity. Yep. And then we right. find out that it was because there was uh this accident, or probably what we call what Winston would call an act of terrorism that blew yep. a hole in the wing and let people outside and and vice versa. Yeah, but but, but and, yeah,
1: before you even go there, before you go in there, yeah. this guy does a little drama there. And the interesting thing there is um first he has two um glasses of wine or cups of wine there uh on the uh, uh piano. Yeah. Yeah. And right. he also has uh the I think an uh, altar with a crucifix inverted above it. So see this guy, up to this time, doesn't have too many Christian symbols and things like that. Even in the funeral that he talked about mm-hmm. uh, earlier, there was not really talking about Christianity. But here, I know that there was kind of behind-the-scenes thing. But yeah, but now uh, it, uh, when it says the crucifix, is inverted. So basically, Satan, right? Satan worship.
0: Yeah, and I think that was kind of the punchline I was going to get to. Which, you're right; it gets revealed mm. afterwards. But this this guy's a priest or whatever, and mm. when his world gets blown up, literally, he feels like you know everything he's believed in all his life is a lie, mm. and everything he trusted in is proven false. So therefore, his only way of sort of coping with that is to invert everything he knows and said, okay, it's in previously world, I hated the devil. Then now, like because everything's got upside down, you know, literally upside down in the case of the crucifix, I should just sell my soul to the devil, you know, and just you know surrender. And when this guy, you know, and I'm sure this was, you know, deliberate when he set it up this way. When he, uh, his, the idea is that these tubes where they send the dead are these like one way uh, trips into the the infinite abyss of nothingness in space. Mm. When this guy comes back out of the the tomb place he doesn't assume he's a resurrected spirit like jesus he assumes that he's the lord of the underworld the devil and right. he tries and the priest really wants to sell his soul to him and he uh you know winton dodges the question uh but the
1: it's, it's interesting he is says that, him he's not, yeah, he says he's yeah, not.
0: Yeah. at the end he denies it and says you know i'm not the devil You can't, you know, I won't take your soul. Um, But then when he asks him, like, who are you anyway? And then he actually, you know, because he's sort of reflexively denying it. But he asks him, well, who are you then? He really pauses and thinks about it. And I thought that was fascinating because before he would always argue with his uh, clones that, well, I am just myself. You know, kind of implying, trying to imply that he was the same person they've always known even though internally he seems much more Winston than Paul Carab. Um but so there's this you know um but in this case he uh, actually says well actually I'm not sure who I am.
1: You don't have yeah you don't have a book right there because I don't really know, he says but he says that then uh, the priest says uh, liar, you are the father of lies. <laughs> Right, so he so says you are the... Father of life yeah, is, again, a, 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 uh, yeah. the biblical thing, right? Yeah, a, 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 so and and what I life. find
0: is fascinating is that, you know, in some ways, and I think this is generally true of all of us, when we try to play God, we end up, uh, you know, doing the work of the devil, no matter how good our intentions at the beginning.
1: Okay. Not, not always. Uh, yes, because huh? I but oh, um, I don't agree with it. You know, said
0: when we play God.
1: Okay,
0: right, that's what I said. When we translate, because when we play God, I mean, really, very much setting, setting ourselves up as the ultimate standard of good and evil, Not and right. making choices. No. And yeah. so the interesting thing to me, I think, like you know, actually the alternative to that is to play Christ. Uh, rather than playing well, God, well, you, In, you know, and that's not a well-defined term. Follow Christ. Well, yeah, but l- let me just let, let me unpack what I mean. Okay. Okay. I, I know it's kind of an odd phrase, but by playing God, we are trying to uh, when we when we use the first phrase, playing God. What we mean is is we assume we know what is right for ourselves and other people. And we use all the power we have to try and uh, impose our will on reality. That's what I think people colloquially mean by the idea of playing God, is that we're trying to use our power to manipulate others and control others for that. And in okay. contrast to that, the idea of playing Christ is you're very clear what your values are, but, you are, uh, but the, uh, the recognition is that the ultimate expression of those values is not imposing them on others, but allowing others to impose their will on you. Right? No, that's, no, likes that's not the
1: alternative. No, you cannot do that. You cannot what? allow other people to impose their will on you. That doesn't mean right. That's not right. Isn't you, that what Christ you, did? So you were going very, so going very well. Finally, you said you should allow other people to impose their will on you. That's not right. I think you should Isn't impose God so, sorry, but
0: back up with me a little bit. Isn't that yeah. how Christ ended his earthly life? Was not by exercising His power and authority that was rightfully his, but allowing evil men to crucify him and do something that was uh, unjust and immoral? Isn't that what it means? Isn't that what no, it meant no, for Christ to no, s- no, surrender no, himself?
1: No, no, He was just paying the price. He didn't, he overcame it three days later. He did labor, oh. right? But 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 the but, end of
0: his first life. He allowed other people to do that to him, right? Isn't that what Christ did? Offered himself mm-hmm. as a sacrifice, mm-hmm. turned himself over to evil men. Okay, Ma.
1: So I will go with you. If you're playing Christ, that's what you do. But we are not allowed no, to no, play so, Christ. We are allowed to follow Christ. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. The,
0: this is what I mean. The the interesting contrast. Mm-hmm. Or frankly, you know, let me put it this way, if, and, you know, like I said, I'm not going to condemn him with an excursion, but in retrospect, what would have been healthier is if Angelo, instead of thinking himself as a owner of the human race to trying to try do whatever it took to uh, enforce his vision of humanity on people, said, okay, maybe... Uh, would we have been healthier if he said, I'm a steward. And there's a period of time where he's in crisis and I need to be the parental figure. Um, I always have in the back of my head, you know, so we talked about the Siler versus uh, Angelo debate where, you know, Siler's the one who can see everything, but, you know, is therefore paralyzed and unable to act. And Angelo's the one who was just doggedly determined and decisive even at the price of having tunnel vision, right? And that's what, you know, the debate about Hamlet and Othello at the beginning. I think about like, this is the one thing that if Angelo could have understood, which might have helped him avoid the tragedy with Kendall to say, okay, my job is to evolve humanity to a point where it doesn't need me anymore. And the sign of that is if I find someone who's actually has a deeper understanding and a willingness to pay the price for the truth than I do. And at that point he said, so in addition to like all the hard things he had to do to help humanity survive, he had in the back of his head the idea like, okay, at some point I will meet someone that appears to me to be a threat to what I'm trying to build, but maybe that's a sign that my time is done. And, I, and that's where I think about this, this issue of i mean if you want to take a gentler view of it is that Christ didn't see his job as imposing the Father's will on earth, his job was to demonstrate the Father's will and then allow the father to demonstrate his strength by resurrecting christ okay. so that, yeah so yeah. That, that, that's the there's, there's something there which i think is' you know i and you know maybe this is my peculiar a life history, or my reading of history, is that most of the really bad things that happened in the world started out as a genuine desire to do something good that got carried away. And I don't agree with that. I don't
1: agree with that blanker statement like that.
0: No. Oh, really? Okay. So, again, that's uh, no, my
1: simplified... No, no, no I history. don't agree. Uh, well, that's where We have to disagree on that. But anyway... Okay. Uh, you, so, you think that... Uh, I, I don't think... Just out of curiosity. Which part that of that happened, you disagree you know, with? No. Everything. All the people who... Sorry, crossed, I, I, I. Uh, all the bad things, all the way from genghis Khan, we talked about that before. Hitler, Stalin, all those people, they didn't want to do good. It doesn't really want to do something good. No, it was all ha, uh, Have you heard of uh, the Russians being under the czars? And so, okay, so
0: the. the, oh, no. the I mean, so the. the, the uh, so, okay, so there's two parts of it you could disagree with. One is you disagree that, that uh, evil tends to start out as good. And secondly, you disagree that good, uh, if carried too far, ends up being evil. You disagree with both parts of that.
1: No, no, good never does that. I mean, but you uh, see... Good I never does what? See, I'll say good uh, good ends up being evil. So see, what you're, you're saying, you're, you're going at the ultimate extreme. We're talking about this guy trying to be basically play God, you're saying, right? But there's also a third way. You can follow Christ, which is a different way of doing it rather than you imposing will on others. You can do good even if when you're not imposing your will on others, in you're following Christ. What you were talking about earlier, using God's principle, a simple example is the civil rights act. Civil rights that happened in this country. Happened in this country. See? Yeah, you know, good. Yeah, good thing. Good thing happened because they followed the third part. So and I will. One part I, is you know I, the, the so, slave masters or the people who love slaves imposing their will on everybody. The other one was people who oppose slavery trying to impose their will on everybody. And that didn't work, basically. Finally, what worked was when they took the third part, they took Christ's way, that's when it happened. So here's an interesting, so, uh, and,
0: you know, uh, I'll I'll stick my neck on this one. I'm slightly more cynical, just a tad, right? Like I said that, so the civil rights movement in the 1960s with Martin Luther King is one of the great achievements Mm -hmm in all of humanity and all of religion, no question about it, okay? And what I would say, though, is that they uh, came up with a far more Christ-like way to approach the problem. Uh, Say that again? I would say that Martin Luther King came up with a far more Christ-like way to address the issues of racism and injustice in the South, okay? Uh, And that's
1: Go mm. ahead, well, finish it. Yeah, finish it. Let's
0: say, let's say it's like, like he did some extraordinary things, but what my perception is that, and you know, again, this may be this is sort of...
1: Oh, you're breaking up. Speak slow. Okay.
0: okay, okay. So my perception is that the intent was good, the methods were incredibly effective, and at the time they were extremely Christ-like relative to the alternatives out there okay yeah but my sense is that uh the way i see a lot of those same tactics and mindsets being approached now uh they're not necessarily achieving the same christ-like results and in some cases they're generating a backlash that ends up making the problems, if not worse at least less tractable and so well my point is that like when these ideas in order for ideas to spread, they have to become sort of uh, systematized and institutionalized, which is a necessary step in order to become effective. But at some point, all of these ideas, if taken to extreme by themselves, can end up becoming toxic in various ways. And that seems to me intrinsic in the human condition, is we, we see a glimpse, a genuine glimpse of something good and and beautiful and divine. And we grab hold of that, and we want to share that with people, and that's really good and important. Um, and it has enormous positive effects. But then uh, my reading of history is all of these really good, beautiful, powerful ideas uh, are not just corrupted by outsiders after the fact, but they were slightly imperfect to begin with, and over time, those imperfections accumulate. Uh, like you know, the idea of I mean, like I said, you know, it, 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 for me, it's hard to condemn Hitler without, uh, uh, while also exonerating Martin Luther, because there's a lot of continuum between those two ideas. And you know, I'm not going to say Luther that King Hitler Jr.? is all. Martin, no, Martin, Martin Luther, King the original Martin Luther, right, okay. who created the you know who uh, you know created started with the idea of salvation by grace. Uh, but then it got mixed up with German nationalism yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. and anti-Semitism, yeah. you know, right? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I, I think of Martin Luther as a good guy. I feel like he was doing a really good thing, but it ended up badly, uh, you know, in a lot of ways. And I don't think that's like a condemnation of him. It's like, well, that's to me, that's the general rule. Is that any good idea is not is never any good human idea, however closely it approaches the divine, is not perfect, and carries within it the seeds of its own destruction. That's my perspective, and that conversely, every powerful bad idea has a seed of a good idea that gives it legitimacy, and that. You know, that like, you know, when I read the histories of what Hitler was responding to and what Stalin was responding to, I think, you know, if I was there at that time, I would probably be grateful that somebody was trying to do something, given that everyone else seemed to be in despair. Uh, And like the superficial promises, which quickly proved false, I'll grant you that. And, you know, they're very disturbed, deranged, evil individuals but the things they wanted were not all bad. Um, it's just that, and, and here's to me the point is that the, the, this is where there's this dance between means and ends. Yeah, and that's like what I was the going way saying. we- You're proving my- And uh, what I would say is, yeah.
1: <laughs> but then, no, I'm not proving, I, I,
0: I'm, 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 I'm modifying your statement. It's like, okay, the way we <laughs> use the means um, demonstrate what our ends really are. Like, uh, and the, uh, and that, like, first of all, everything's imperfect, but some things are more honest than others, right? Like, I feel like Lincoln's <laughs> oh, okay. goals for the, like, 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 I can criticize lots of the means Lincoln used, you know, the income tax, the militarization, all these things, but, like, I think he did it in a way that, A, uh, he was not heedless of the cost. He did it consciously and mindfully of it, And he himself paid an enormous price because of it, right? That's why I feel a certain respect and admiration for Lincoln, uh, for Martin Luther, and for Angelo de Negri, in that the uh, price that he's paying, you know, he's paying it as much as anyone. And in fact, to me, that's actually where he goes off, is that he... Uh, when, he, when he meets Kendall Gwynn, and he um, is so obsessed about his vision, he, he he doesn't stop to say, "Wait, maybe this other person actually sees things as clearly as as I do, and is as selflessly devoted to it as I am, and that uh, that should have given him pause." Anyway, we're going way off topic, but it actually plays into what happens in the second half of this story, if we can get past this uh, DeFrox priest, or this despairing priest, uh, because he ends up, I, I would argue that's exactly his no, fatal flaw,
1: he, which sets him up for what happens at the end of this chapter. You don't want my reply to what you all said all this time? No, I do. I, I, do. <laughs> I just wanted to I'll stop now,
0: and you can reply, and then we'll try and move on if we can. I uh, definitely no, want to hear what I you have to say. I know. Uh,
1: if, we, if we digress, we digress. We stop here and pick it up next week, but there's no... Um, thing that we have to do it, but uh, I think you know. At one time, I also said that nobody is hundred percent good, nobody is hundred percent bad. I the, my example is the Godfather with his grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I, he loves his grandchildren, and that's the noblest of all virtues is to love. So, um, so everybody's like that. We talked about that. Who's a good guy? Who's a bad guy? Nobody's totally bad. And we, coming back to that, what you are saying, putting it in a different way, you said good and evil, but I'm saying uh, bad and good. So can I clarify you know, we a point? About or yeah, yeah. Actually, no. Okay. The
0: reason I'm saying we're different is that I would say that even his love for his grandchildren, which is probably good, has an element of selfishness and you know indulgence there. Like it's a good thing, which has a seed of like I can't imagine that like he necessarily wants them to become upright-standing citizens who would stand for the truth against people like him, right? He's got a selfish hook even inside that genuine sincere love okay. he has okay and i, and I would say
1: that, that yeah i have okay. to disagree with that because his love right. for his grandchildren is the same as i have for my grandchildren uh, you can attribute and like different motives without to any that. Yeah. 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 And you think that's Yeah, you would say that's pure without motives, any speck of evil you know? yeah okay. no no you're you're you you can attribute it the same way you know you want to feel better or whatever it is but um anyway Uh, but you are saying something about other people valuing him. No, like people like me saying it is good. I don't know. But the the second point I want to make is this, that we are generalizing a lot of things. And you are right. Something that happened didn't come up with a whole end result. But that does not mean at that point it was uh, because they followed the third path that's why they achieved that result. What happened afterwards, now again, we are looking at a snapshot uh, there. And uh, you are looking at the whole thing, the whole movie. I'm looking at the snapshot. Example, Gandhi used Christ's methods to obtain independence to India. And that was, mm-hmm. he followed the third path. He didn't follow uh, the other paths that are available to him. And Christ's path, and he achieved independence for India. Now, what happened afterwards? You can argue that it was uh, not perfect, but I'm looking at each chapter in itself, and that chapter ended saying, "Okay, it you proved your point, uh, uh, Prabhu, that if you follow the third path, you will have a good result." That's all I. Right, and about. I. Anyway.
0: Okay, I have, I have a more nuanced view of things, right? And and mm-hmm. we will. Leave it at that. But I will say that I am, I am staking at a philosophical position uh, that, to me, uh, is the fatal flaw in Winton's thinking all along. Uh, and okay. that's why he didn't recognize that Kendall was a virtuous figure that he should defer to rather than destroy. And I'm going to make the claim that that's actually the problem that's going to bite him. Uh, at the end of this chapter, so that's the tradition okay. I'm staking out. We'll find out whether it, okay. it, it holds water. Okay.
1: Okay. So then, you know, I mean, the, the the way this guy writes is kind of funny. But so then he's going and he describes everything that's happening there with the tube and everything else, and and he's going, and then all of a sudden um, he reaches a floor level where there's a guy going. Uh, somewhere says, where are you going the guy says out so he's bringing a different um, metaphor here so the people are all uh, going out out of the wing five i guess right Hello?
0: yes right yeah so the, no. there was this terrorist act that apparently mr so mr black apparently did two things one, yep. he cut off communication between Wing Five and the rest of humanity. And two, he That's opened communication. The... Mm. It could be the same act, but it, was two, it accomplished two things. One, it means mm. that, uh, and this is important, I think, one is that the family, who was, interestingly, the family was all in Wing Null, so he knew that none of them were in Wing Five.
1: Two, yeah.
0: he, um, he cut off communication between Wing Null and everything else and Wing Five. And three, he opened a door between Wing Five and the outside world. Right. The, the out. Which I think is, yeah. uh, as, a, as a side note, I find it fascinating that there's an eerie parallel how we talked about how Winton refused to mesh with the other clones. Right. Um, and he created this sort of self differentiated himself. And he sort of opened himself up to his older version of himself and cut himself off from his peers. Almost hmm. the same way that black cut off wing five from its peer wings and opened itself hmm. out to the more primitive world outside. I just found that an interesting symmetry. Okay. I'm not sure what it means yet. Anyway, but yeah, so that's okay. what's happened, and people are apparently at least the one team. This guy, he's enthusiastic about it. He's not terrified or despairing the way the priest was. Uh, and then in a, uh,
1: one sentence, he, he says, you know. Um, I, I took the flashlight from him. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I don't like yeah. the way he writes it. But anyway, uh, then, um, then he goes um, uh, to the cubicle 18237, right? Yeah. Which is
0: where. Right. So, that was, so, so, right, so that was the big reveal at the end of that it's a few chapters ago now, where when the uh, previous incarnation, I think it was Engel died, uh, yeah. Glenda realized that she was, that he was one of these members of the family and that his memories would survive his death. So she told him, meet me at cubicle 18237. And uh, interestingly, Glenda at the time seemed to be trying to save his life. Oh, like she was trying to tell Mr. Black not to kill him. And when he died, yeah. she to- he, she told him this information. Yeah, and so he goes, so his next part is he's going to that cubicle, presumably it's like the address where Glenda lives.
1: Yeah, and then um, basically what happens is uh, she looks surprised, but then come on in, but uh, instead of um, inviting him in, she pushes him and uh, there's somebody inside the shooting.
0: Right, so she appears so, to be trying to save his life again, right. even though it seems, but it's kind of contradictory because, wait, does she bring him there as a setup and then change her mind? Right,
1: yeah. You know, whose side
0: is she on is a right. uh, very interesting question.
1: Right. And then uh, the fight happens uh, back and forth, back and forth. He always describes these fights in great detail, going <laughs> round mm-hmm. and round. and. Um, then, uh, you know, he goes from one area to the other and uh, then comes to the last page. So, uh, meanwhile, you know, I think somehow when the guy shot from inside the cubicle, he missed both of them and he makes Glenda uh, go and hide or run away. Uh, and then they keep doing. Uh, and finally, uh, he is, um, well, they both run out of bullets. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then they take, you know, now the knife fight starts. So, mm-hmm. and the other guy apparently is um, uh, injured in some way, so he couldn't really uh, hurt uh, this guy. So,
0: Winton, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, and he kills him, basically, he, he stabs him uh, into his uh, stomach. Uh, so Winton
0: kills Black,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, uh, and then he tugs at his hair and comes away, it's a dark wig, and then finally it is Mr. Black who was there with uh, Lang. Right, so when well, he, he killed Lang. And, and, uh, and he killed, uh, it, uh, the and beginning, and I, yeah. He said, and then he says, Jordan, and this guy says, Winton. And the guy says, yeah, Winton well, we is version 5, yeah, yeah. yeah, the one before. And he says, why did you do it? And... You'll find out soon, or very soon. And he says, What? And then the guy says, uh, I could have taken you with a knife if I had wanted. Think about it, and he dies. I don't know what that means. But this guy says, witness says he died, then grinning at me and suddenly I realized what he had meant. I think we have to read the next okay. chapter to find out what yeah what he meant. But somehow he seemed to figure it out. Why he didn't really see. I, that, to, yeah. to put the book here? I think
0: I, uh Do you have the book with
1: you? Can you read the yeah. last paragraph? The last paragraph. This is where after he stabbed him, mm-hmm. and I struck a light to better study his face. I tugged at his hair and came away and everything. He stared at me and smiled. Jordan, he said. Winter, I replied. Close, close. It couldn't have been anyone later. Those cream puffs. Why? I said. Why did you do it? He shook his head. You'll find out soon. Oh, very soon. I don't know what he means by why did you do what? See? Why did you not kill me? Why did you not kill me? or why did you try to kill me? Why did you do all of this? I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, So why did you do it? And the guy shook his head. You'll find out soon. He said, oh, very soon. What? He grimaced and forced a smile once more. I could have taken you with a knife if I had wanted, he said think about it, he died there, grinning at me, and suddenly I realized what he had meant.
0: Okay, right, yes, okay, that's the ends right there on the cliffhanger, and the next chapter yeah, will right. go into more detail. But yeah. uh, It's probably best just to leave it on the cliffhanger now, because we've already gone really long. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> okay. the uh, I think it's a good uh, thing, but the uh, but I think I will make the point, of, what, what I can't say even now, but Mr. Black, is that Hmm. Mr. Black is also uh, like Kendall Glenn, like Winton, someone who clearly is absolutely devoted to a deep calling, right? He is, uh, and we know that he's willing to kill for this cause. And I think he demonstrates at the end of this that he's actually willing to die for his cause. Like he really, Mr. Black really seems to be implying like I didn't have to die. I could have killed you if I wanted, but because I know more than you do, uh, I am uh, happy to let you kill me rather than me having to kill you. Okay. Right. I think that's a safe I, statement I, I, to
1: make. And, yeah. And we'll yeah, understand more about uh, the context of it. Uh, well, and, you know, then I, I will. I will finish by saying because you know more than I do. I accept that. But I mean, whether or not it's true. Mr. Black yeah, yeah, seems no. to
0: be suggesting that, right? You know, he, he really seems to... Be, no, no, I mean, you know he,
1: the story, so you know the rest of the story. I know, uh, yeah,
0: but but the point is that even here, right, Black is presenting himself as someone, like it's possible, of course, he's just blowing smoke and he's just wanting to make Winton feel bad, yeah. but he seems to imply, he implies, he, he certainly implies that, uh, and I think that's interesting given our prior discussion of Christ-likeness, right? Yeah is that Mr. Black seems to be more Christ-like than Winton and that he is perfectly happy to die uh, if it advances his cause. And that to me is um, uh, something that I think is is not, I mean, and this is really core to my Christology and my theology, is this idea of self-surrender, and um you know it, it, you know the the playing Christ if you will even if it's an awkward or unfortunate phrase uh i think the reasons that you're upset by it are interesting um because it is something that i don't have uh i'm not able to explain very clearly and it's interesting that it comes up in this
1: um I the story i don't I, I don't want to prolong this but i don't agree with you just because somebody uh, does this doesn't mean that uh, his motives are different we don't know see again this book was not written to be studied chapter by chapter i think it should study the whole thing then then discuss different things would have been different here we are just i don't know the story full story so right. we are doing this, uh, I think I'll wait till make uh, my response to that. I'll accept what and, you and and,
0: uh, that, That's fair. Yeah, that's very fair. Like, 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 I'm not even saying that I'm true or justified, but I'm. Th- this is the thesis I am developing, right? And... Yeah, I... And spoiler alert... I cannot are, say you're like, wrong. Like, a, I uh, say you're wrong. The, you know. the, thing is, the just funny just... thing is, is, is hmm. that when we get to the end, a lot of the facts will become clearer, but a lot hmm. of the meaning is is still... Uh, open to interpretation, and oh. but the, the the thesis I have uh, is that you know the one of the best ways to measure whether you are doing the right thing is how much of yourself are you willing to sacrifice to achieve it. It's not perfect, but I mean, you can be sacrificing yourself for a wrong cause. Um, but it, Exactly. It has, it, it, <laughs> Yeah, So so, like I say, it's not, but it is still a uh, it's not so it's not a perfect metric, but I'm arguing it's still a very useful metric. Like for me, for example, uh, going back to Martin Luther King Jr., what I loved about him, which I didn't learn until I saw a video about this, like I always thought of him as like a speech, uh, as a speech maker and an activist, right? Like getting people. But what I discovered is that his real genius was that he didn't just mobilized people with brilliant speeches. He possibly like Gandhi, I don't know enough about his story. He trained people how to go into extraordinarily difficult circumstances and not react with violence. Like there was a movie they showed me of how these young black men would go into a diner, uh, a mock diner and have all these people insult them, pummel them, do all these rude and crude things to there. And then, um, uh, not, you know, have, have practiced not responding with violence. And then at the end, you see all these white guys going up and shaking his hand, saying, Hey, great job, whatever. And you realize, like, you know, it's, it's really kind of like beautiful and horrific at the same time that these white guys have to uh, play the bad guys to this black guy to train him. So the people who like really love the, the, the blacks have to treat them badly. And this guy has to be treated badly. In order to develop the character necessary to overcome, and you know, there's a that, that to me is what I, I think kind of my indictment of the modern civil rights is like they have a lot of the right values and vision, but they haven't, they don't seem to be willing to go through that same sort of self-sacrificial training. I'm not saying I do either. I don't know what the right answer is, but like that was what made the protests uh, in the '60s so authentic is that there was real danger and they had to go through real hardship and conditioning self-sacrifice to enable them to do that in a way that protesting now doesn't seem to have that same moral backbone. Um, well, I agree
1: with you. And, I, agree with you. Yeah, yeah, and, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with
0: you. And, 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 and that's what I mean by this idea of self surrender as a, uh, to something bigger than yourself, as a, um, you know, really powerful metric. That I think is actually deserving of the the phrase Christlike. Uh, you know that may be a bit more of a stretch, but we'll
1: see. Well, you're basically saying what I said, but anyway, uh, but oh, uh, you're combining two things, and I don't want to argue about it or change change anything. I think we should wait. Um, I, I'll accept what you're saying um, at face value, and I won't uh, even in the next chapter. I don't know what's going to happen if you form a thesis, that's your thesis, and I cannot say it's right or wrong, and the I, I la- only thing is you allow me to form my thesis, so Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I would love to do that yeah, yeah, so, like I said, I am not
0: saying yeah, I, I think that, and you know, I'm happy to like, you know, after we finish the book to even go back, and we'll definitely do at least yeah. one episode, if not even a few, where we can review the thing reinterpret in the light of it and see, and you know, like I said, Dad, you know the, the real reason I'm doing this so you and i can get to understand each other better right and we can talk about these things in these (laughs) contexts and so uh you know i'm learning a lot about which things push your buttons which things i don't express very well uh and which and you know i I don't really know yet which things are a matter of my expression or whether you actually disagree with what i actually believe uh but i Mm -hmm. think that we'll have a clearer picture of that by the end of this and i think that will be great and i'm just really (laughs) grateful to you for kind of being willing to play straight man to me for these episodes, because <laughs> it is an unfair playing field. Like I totally understand yeah. that because I've read the book yeah. multiple times, and you have not yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
0: and I sort of chose
1: the. Which is why I like the idea of you choosing a book next time.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: to uh, well, we may have we want to go decide with that. on that because uh, we do do we do it chapter by chapter, or we do it the whole book, and then then yeah. do the whole book thing, and then go into details. Yeah. So we have think I have yeah. think about that. We have four more uh, yeah. chapters. So seven, yeah. finished We finished seven, eight, nine, ten, and then part three. So. Yeah. Okay. All okay. right. Did, month. Know, the thing is getting the only important thing is again this was not meant to be chapter by chapter because you know because a lot of writers develop their theme right even the Agatha Christie or whatever mm-hmm. you don't you um, you have to wait till the end of the book to know exactly what happened right.
0: Yeah, but, but, but and, uh, someone said so I think we talked about this before, stop. right? Yeah. But but then like they say, you know, life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forward. And to me, that's mm. actually the really interesting thing about this is okay, what clues can we get that uh because like this is the life we have to live, right? We don't know all the consequences of our actions. We don't know how everything's gonna play out. Do we have yeah. clues that can tell us now, like, okay, um, when should I like this is one of the biggest questions I ask uh, mm. is am I justified in trusting myself in this context like that's one mm. of the hardest questions of all like when do I trust myself when do I defer to authority when do I defer to peer pressure well. and there is no easy answer but there mm. are wiser and less wise ways to make those decisions
1: and this is the
0: uh the well, things well, that the, I the, keep the, the,
1: the, but there's a slight problem. Wrestling with. Uh, you You know how the story ends. <laughs> well, I know, I know how the story ends. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know how no, my story you, ends. No. And sorry, then, like you know how
0: this story ends. Yeah, but it, it's no, not but clear I, that you, that will, yeah, even if I know how the story ends, we can extrapolate. But the fact you know, is that, yeah, but like, you know, even at the end, I'm mm not sure I will have found a definitive answer to who was the good guy, who was the bad guy. Um
1: okay.
0: <laughs> you, you know, and okay. so you know, it it's not as much of an, an advantage as you may think. Uh but we will see.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, thank I, you I didn't so much for doing to go me,
1: this the What? But yeah. Uh, the Thanks. kids probably can we can talk to the kids tomorrow sometime. So tomorrow's uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's plan on doing that. Are you around okay. most of tomorrow? Good. Any particular good or bad
1: times? I think we'll be all right then because I please uh I finished tennis uh, so I, I finished when tennis you finish tennis? Morning, so, well, I finish tennis? So I finished Like, t- nine, like nine, t- nine thirty. Nine thirty ten. Your time? Yeah. So you I don't it's think they're they they yeah. calling at eight o'clock. No one's doing no,
0: no. Yeah, I may <laughs> go for <laughs> coffee with Rohan Starbucks with Rohan, but yeah. you know
1: we won't be finished before eight.
0: So okay, what about uh, uh
1: when are you go- when are you going on vacation? We leave Monday. And then it'll we'll be back morning. To... Friday, right. but back Thursday
0: Monday? afternoon. So I, we leave Monday morning. We come back Thursday afternoon.
1: Okay, so we'll we'll still do this on Friday then.
0: Okay. Yes. Okay, I get to do all my little podcasting right. on Friday, even though I'm on vacation from work. I'll be home. Well, oh, you'll all be right. working
1: on Friday. You'll be working on Friday. No, no, no. Okay. I'll, I'll,
0: I'll be home, but I'm still not working. So. Okay. Okay,
1: ma. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Dad. I really love
0: this. this. was a great episode. Okay. And uh, okay. I look forward to uh, seeing what happens next.
1: Okay. And then uh, have a good Fourth of July. And we have uh, uh, people coming over uh, watching the uh, fireworks. Oh, great. for dinner. And then uh, they'll watch fireworks from here and go from there. Okay, Matt. Thank you. <clears throat> love you. Okay.
0: Love you, Dad. Have a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. 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 Thank mm-hmm. you.